Hail and well met, everybody. Welcome to Geek Thyself, a show by nerds, for nerds, who love geeking out over random facts and esoteric trivia. My name is Heather. I'm Russell. And we'll be your hosts for this journey through the wondrous land of information. Hello, guys. Welcome to this episode of Geek Thyself. Hi, everyone. Hello. It's April already, and that's ridiculous, but that's fine. I mean, it's ridiculous, but also, on the other hand, we're getting further and further away from the dumpster fire that was 2020. That is also true. So there's a plus side. (laughs) There is a plus for that. Uh, So, yeah, this week's is a lighter topic. Well, I say that. I always end up saying that, but they've always got got bits. Uh, Okay. This ep- this week's episode was inspired, or more aptly, we were reminded about this by being on our list since when we started, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, because um, Godzilla vs. King Kong has recently come out, um, and we've had kaijus, which is what this episode's about, uh, on our list to sort of go over for quite a while. We just yeah. kept picking up the topic, so we're doing them now. So... Yes. Uh, it's the perfect yeah, confluence of interests. Yes. Monsters and movies. It's good. And Japan. Well, and Japan, which we covered a little bit in the mythology bits. Which, mm-hmm. This is not mythology. These are very, very fictional. <laughs> yes. Uh, I think um, here and there aspects of them, especially from the Japanese ones, are based off of certain Japanese creature myths. But yeah. they're not, it's definitely not the same creature. Absolutely, no. Um, so yeah, because the term kaiju, if I look, if we did a bit of research, uh, sort of has been around for quite a while, which uh, yeah. basically just means strange beast, mm-hmm. large beast, those kind of things uh, in that kind of vein, uh, from what I can see, like, from like just doing a bit of a looking like a lot of people have different interpretations and it's a yeah. Japanese genre of films uh, featuring really giant monsters mm-hmm. and probably the one you're most familiar with and everyone's most familiar with is <laughs> Godzilla Godzilla <laughs> okay so yeah and their first one was in 1954 which was the original Godzilla although some people like to potentially argue that you could count King Kong as a, as a kaiju, which is, yeah, that's a, that's a, yeah. And if that one is, that's technically first, I probably wouldn't count it, but that's just me. Well, the thing is, too, uh, like, the word kaiju itself, it for anyone who isn't aware already, is a Japanese <laughs> word. Um, yes. And it's actually a word that originated... As being used to refer to like ancient monsters and ancient Japanese myths and legends. Mm-hmm. So like ancient so. kaiju, ancient monsters. Nowadays, a lot more often monsters in Japanese mythology are referred to as yokai. Actually, okay. I guess it's I yokai. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Emphasis on different syllables situation. But um they are uh often smaller not always some of them are big but a lot of them are smaller and Mm. kaiju now has been used 
primarily to refer to the movies, at least in my experience. Okay. Fair enough. So, the first one, obviously, is Godzilla, which we're going to talk about now. Mm-hmm. This, like, the, the first film and a few of the films are down the line, especially depending on who makes them, have quite, like... I'd say subtle morals sometimes, like, and, like... Well, and a little bit of a political undertone, especially um, the very first Godzilla mm. movie. For anyone yeah. who hasn't seen it or doesn't know the origin of Godzilla somehow, um, basically, it, it, he's like an aquatic iguana, um, which do exist in parts of Japan, but he's basically an aqua or or used to. I'd have to look if they're they've gone extinct or are in trouble. But okay. <laughs> he was exposed to radiation. Yeah, um, which took very very heavy inspiration from the post-war continued testing of nuclear arms by the Americans, mm-hmm. and it wasn't like directly by Japan. But it was close enough to cause upset, and there was definitely at least some issues with things becoming more radioactive than they maybe thought they could, and (laughs) damaging wildlife. Well, and And also there's the fact that, you know, a few years prior to the Godzilla movie, and by a few years, I mean, like, ten. Like, ten years before... The United States dropped not just one, but two nuclear bombs on different cities yes. in Japan. So this wasn't something yeah. where people had, like, heard about it in a history book. This was something no. that, like, y- you know, when the Godzilla movie came out and, you know, teenagers and parents were going to see this movie, this was something that they had literally experienced within their lifetime. Mm-hmm. Even if they weren't in those cities, they saw the radiation effects afterwards. I mean, not to be that kind of person, but if they, they probably weren't in the cities, as most people oh. in the cities would do. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Yeah. But I, by um, in the city, I was thinking like the outskirts where stuff didn't yeah, hit quite I, as strong. Because yeah. you were correct, anything that was in the city... Uh, was, was did not, not make it. <laughs> no, very much not. So, but the general consensus is the the Japanese government and Japanese people were quite, you know, rightly fr- afraid that mm-hmm. Americans were testing nuclear warheads. Yes, they weren't doing it on their soil, but it was still way, near way, enough. Way yeah, yeah, and like the fact is, is we. At that point, and probably still now, actually, we don't know enough about them. We don't know how bad they could go. We we, we think we know, but, you know... Yeah, in terms of long-lasting effects on, like, wildlife and everything, like, Chernobyl's a really good example of yeah. how long-lasting the effects can be from yeah, radiation still... exposure. And it's not something, especially in the 1940s and 1950s, that... Uh, really anyone knew about because there was no way they could have because they'd only just recently discovered the technology. And then immediately used it as weapons, but that's a different matter. Yeah. Um, right. So, yeah, Chernobyl, I don't think it's... I don't even think it's safe to go there now. Still. No. Not so much. No. 
Uh, like there are safe areas, but most of it is still mm-hmm. desolate. Um, and like people go there still have to go to radiation to tomorrow kind of thing. But yeah, um, it's pretty bad. So that was the kind of um, metaphor for that. Like Godzilla was kind of like upset by that radiation, uh, and so the things that he didn't end up destroying with just his size and power, he was damaging with the radiation that he had kind of got clinged to. Well, not only that, but um, he had like a breath beam Yeah, that could cause damage. And it was base. I mean, I don't know if they ever say it's radiation damage. I'd have to rewatch the movie. It's been a little while. Um, but it's it's definitely got that kind of like destructive effect. Yeah, uh, but yeah. So basically, the first film was made as a political film and also more of a horror film because mm-hmm. this is you know something that literally happened within the last decade. And yeah, people knew about it. The so the version that most Americans have seen <laughs> that has the bad yeah. dubbing. Yes, <laughs> and. Um, was released over here in the States is not the original version. The original version was sort of Americanized before it was released over here a couple of years after the original because they knew <laughs> that they weren't stupid. Well. <laughs> they knew it yes. was a political commentary and that it could potentially upset people in the United States. Perhaps not the average person going to see the movie, but it could potentially upset some of the government officials who might understand the undertones. So they toned it down a little for American consumption. To be fair, though, they did do it. So, you know, I don't know how annoyed they can be about it, considering they did test them. You say that, though. (laughs) Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Knowing full well that historically, our government composed of primarily white males with alpha complexes don't always do well with challenges to their authority coming from people who are not white alpha males. That is very true. No offense to anyone who is a white male, incidentally. I don't, I'm not trying to say you're all like this in any way, shape, or form. However, there's a percentage of, (laughs) yeah, I mean, that's true. Russ is literally a white male. I'm, I'm staring at one. Like, my dad was a white male. I don't have tr- a problem with white men. My husband is a white male. But there are a percentage of you who have issues. Yeah, but while we can look at it from an outside perspective and say, you can't really get annoyed about the fact that you did this and then they made a movie about it, you know? You would think but, that. Yeah, you would think, but that's not the point. So, yes, uh, the... Americanized version came out in 1956, a couple of years later. And fun fact, it took until 2004 for the original version to be made available internationally. Mm-hmm. So that was 50 years. Yeah. Well, obviously, I'm sure some people had access to it and pirated exists and all that kind of thing. Oh, I'm sure. Theor- like, actually, in- like, released it intentionally, it took another 50 years. Yeah, and I, I'd have to look at Did you look it up? Do you know why they waited so long? No, I couldn't find a why. I just found that it was 50 years. I assumed that it mainly, that they probably just wanted to release it because it was the 50th anniversary of it. Could be. And they thought maybe at that point. 
enough time had passed. Tension. Mate, <coughs> and to be fair, you know, the people who were in government when they dropped, the, when they were testing those things, had all, you know, gone away. So mm-hmm. Or were that, old yeah. enough that they weren't in serving anymore, so it wouldn't have mattered anyway. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So maybe it's that. Maybe it's the 50th anniversary. Could be a bit of both, to be quite honest. But either way, when, at the time, in the 50s, they were not comfortable releasing the original mm-hmm. version elsewhere. And, you know, I can kind of understand. Yeah. So... Agreed. Uh, yeah. But the man, the dubbing uh, on the original was bad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the same with like every kind of thing. Like, I enjoy, look, this is a tangent, but I enjoy Power Rangers. And I know it's a bad dub. I know <laughs> it's a bad dub. Uh, I, I, I can see it's a bad dub. <laughs> but, you know, that's just what it is. But also, ironically, Power Rangers has a version of Godzilla in it, uh, with the Dragon Zord from the original ones being. Um, like literally a dragon that comes out of the water and looks even like Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, it, especially after, I mean, if you look at ancient Japanese culture and stuff, they've had kind of an obsession with monsters forever. I think most cultures have at least a little bit of an obsession with monsters, but like so. Japan's on the level where they've decided that like items in your house can become monsters. I didn't know that. I'm not kidding you. There's, I, I'd have to look it up. I can't remember what it's called right now, but there's a, a yokai that is, mm. um, it's benevolent. It's not an evil one, but it's, it's basically okay. like, or well, uh, some of them can become evil, but mostly they're benevolent, but it's basically right. a household item that is mm. so old, like a hundred plus years old that has somehow become like imbued with energy from the household which is why it could be good or bad so like sure. it, it could so be a good, a, a good thing in a good household <laughs> where there's been lots of love and it might be something benevolent that like warns you when danger is coming like somehow warns you when danger is coming and then it can also be <laughs> very bad <laughs> depending on what it is so there. They they literally have a, a yokai that does this. I'm going to have to look this up because it's going to bug me. That's fair. Uh, while you're doing that, um, obviously we talked quite a bit about Godzilla. Uh, there are other ones that are pseudo-famous. Mo- like there are, There's a big list, and we're actually going to rate a few of them later because they're some of really awesome. Um, but we also have ones from uh, like the earlier ones uh, being Rodan, uh, Mothra, King... Oh, Gidora? Gidora? <laughs> Gidora. G-H- G- thank you. G-H-I-D-O-R-A-H. So yes, uh, that one appear- appeared in uh, the film named after himself, that word, the three-headed monster, and that was in 1964. Uh, Mothra came, was in 61, and that was just called Mothra. And Rodan was in 56, which is also when the Americanized version of Godzilla came out. Mm-hmm. I, I found then, the creature that I was looking for. Ooh, Sorry, yes. it was going to bug me. It's called a Tsuku... <laughs> Let me see if I can say this now. Tsukumogami, um, oh. which roughly translates to tool kami, like a tool that you use for something. And kami is a spirit or god. So spirit. basically it's we, a we, tool we spirit. An, an item spirit and it is um 
It's applied to any object that has reached its hundredth birthday and thus become alive and self-aware. Interesting. In stories. And that's why, like I was saying, you know, it's, they're not all bad. Some of them are, some of them are fine. Um, it just, it depends on what the item is and also whether it's going to be happy or not. (laughs) Yeah. So, so yeah. And, but, uh, also something we should mention is a lot of the original Kaiju movies were all made by the, the same, uh, company, Mm -hmm. uh, which is, which is Toho. Yes. Uh, and all of those were produced by the same uh, producer. Um, would you be able to say his name again? <laughs> because I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna butcher it. <laughs> um, I don't do that. Yes. Let me just find it. Uh, in... I sh- to be fair, I should have said, I should have given you warning. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's, it's okay. Uh, Ishiro Honda is how I would say it. But um, so. If you're saying it in like the Japanese way, technically it would be Honda Ishiro, but Ishiro, it's okay. it's Ishiro Honda. Thank you. Oh, so, yeah, um, uh, they created pretty much all of the original uh, kaiju movies, mm-hmm. um, but none of them were direct sequels to Godzilla for specific reasons. Nobody wanted a sequel to Godzilla. Like <laughs> the people did not want to see the sequel to Godzilla. In regards to what it meant, like, as a thought, I guess. Yeah, although they there have been, for anyone who's wondering why are there so many Godzilla movies, there have been tons mm. of Godzilla movies. However, none of them that came after the original were technically meant to be sequels to the original. No, uh, they are reimagining some, uh, made by different companies specifically, and a few of them not even uh, Japanese com- uh, companies. Um Another kind of example of one that would kind of fit into that, it would be like Pacific Rim, which was mm-hmm. all American, which was like big robots fighting big monsters, which is kind of the same thing, but that one wasn't produced in Japan. But yeah, um, there are ones from the 90s and 80s, which are not related to the originals. And those ones kind of take more of a spin on that Godzilla's the good guy, and fighting all the other big monsters for us because they're the bad ones. Mm-hmm. So Godzilla becomes kind of the protagonist, which I'm okay with, I guess. But it does kind of desaturate away from like the original sort of message. But you know, movies are movies. Yeah. Well, I mean, part to be fair though, um, and I think probably at least partly because he was designed to be a commentary on radiation and nuclear weapons and stuff the japanese people really liked godzilla <laughs> yeah and, I, and still do he's, he's cool yeah uh although to be fair the third movie with godzilla was king kong versus godzilla in the 60s <laughs> <laughs> he's but like the sequels don't take the same ideology as the first one is what we're kind of Right. The first one was very much like not only was it very horror based in its um, creation, but it also was very, very much political commentary. And after that, people loved Godzilla so much that the majority of the rest of his movies, there might be some undertones here and there, but most of them don't actually 
they don't have that, and it's yeah. more about just big monsters fighting. So, so like Quite the often. first one has a, a big, big message to it. The other ones carry less of it, I guess. Yeah, one thing that happens a lot too in in the ones where there's another monster, depending on the monster, mm. is that yeah. Godzilla ends up saving Japan. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of yeah, instead like he of destroying the it. A bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He became like the good guy. He became yeah, the defender. Became, yeah, from all the other ones like Mothra and like King, whatever his name was. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Kirara. Thank you. Like, oh my. But so yeah. Oh, and um, yeah, yeah. Gamera is another one. Yeah, but the funny thing is, a lot of those particular ones. So the big four, <laughs> the big four in Japan. You've got Godzilla. You've got Mothra, you've got uh, King Ghidorah, and you've got Gamera, or Gamera. Yes. Um, the four of those, in all cases, their first movie, they're not the good guy. No. Uh, I believe <laughs> most of them fight Godzilla in their first movies, I'm pretty sure. A lot of them, but not all of them. Yeah. I'm trying to find the, the original ones. And they kind of like, yeah, they kind of look like um, dinosaurs, I guess, is what you'd describe them as, kind of. Well, some of them do. One of them looks I mean, like a big moth. Yeah, Mothra is a, a big moth. It was a very original naming scheme. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but one yeah, thing that's King, interesting yeah, about yeah, one thing that's interesting about Mothra or Mostra is the original name um, in Japanese was that uh, she's female. Oh, Mothra, Mothra is female, and I think it's in the first. I think she might be the fir- only one that's portrayed as not evil in her first movie. Oh, wow, yeah, it's Queen of the Monsters. That's cool. Okay, I didn't even know that. Yes. Um, and she's also a recurring character in quite a few movies. Uh, she is mm-hmm. a colossal uh, blah, blah, colossal sentient larva, cool. um, usually accompanied by two miniature female humanoids who speak on her behalf. And she's, right. unlike most of the monsters, she is primarily... Heroic, and has been portrayed as a protector of her island, the Earth, and Japan. Fair enough. Um, also, interesting is that apparently Mothra is the most popular after Godzilla, just mm-hmm. in regards to the number of movies that they have, which I've looked at that list, and it's massive. Uh, so yeah, uh, then. Yeah, no, she's she's definitely the second most popular. She's also mm-hmm. um, very popular among females. One of the reasons she became such a big recurring character is that she was very popular among women audiences. Not only because she was female, but also because she was a protector. Yeah, I could definitely see that. It's mm-hmm. nice to have that kind of representation. Yeah. Um, one sort of last thing I want to mention is the the remake or the Americanized version is just called Godzilla King of the Monsters with an exclamation point. Mm-hmm. I kind of like that, you know, just, <laughs> you know, what a silly name. And then that obviously got reused in the 2019 film that came out last year, um, which I haven't seen, I've got to be honest, but I know that it did come out and 
King Kong versus Godzilla follows on, I think. If I'm wrong there, please forgive me, I've not seen it. <laughs> Uh, but from what I've from what I've sort of looked into, I think that's how that works. Yeah, uh, some of the more recent Godzilla movies, uh, I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen Godzilla versus King Kong, this new one that just came out. No, I've I'm not, not hopeful. But I haven't seen it. Um, I've heard good things, to be fair, from the people I've, that have seen it. I just oh, that's good. I just, I yeah, I haven't. But the I know the. Um, <sighs> I'd have to look. I don't remember what the name of it was. It was the one that had Matthew Broderick in it. Uh, was that just the the remake of Godzilla? Like it was just called Godzilla standalone. I think it might have been. Like the twenty fourteen one for Dan Floyd, maybe. Maybe. That's gonna bug me now. Uh, so who, who was that? Sorry. Matthew Broderick. Uh, uh, okay, he's not come up in the actors. So that's probably not the right one. Yeah. It's the one though, where um, they bring Godzilla back, and then there's oh. baby egg Godzillas. Right. Uh, it's the nineteen ninety eight Godzilla, mm. not the the two thousand fourteen Godzilla. That would make sense. Because yeah, I forget Matthew Broderick is like much older than I expected. So yeah, uh, that's the the nineties Godzilla remake, not the two thousand fourteen remake. Yeah, you know that's remakes. the one. Ah, mm-hmm. Although those ones are both American, I think American produced. I yes, say. one was TriStar Pictures and one was Legendary mm. Pictures. In my mm. experience, most people who like the kaiju movies tend to prefer the Japanese ones. They, yeah, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> the originals. Um, yeah, I, I'd agree. The special effects aren't as good, but the storylines and what they is generally better. did with them was generally better. Yeah, because the new ones kind of just boil down to a fight, and that's fun to watch, mm-hmm. but not the you know not the most enriching uh, movie experience, I guess. But. Sometimes you just want to watch Monsters Fight. That's yeah. fine too. Uh, That's true. I, was I like Godzilla. I but, mean, it probably doesn't surprise anyone who's listening to us that I watched a lot of Godzilla movies as a kid. No, that doesn't surprise me at all, actually. <laughs> um, I guess we should potentially go for a mid roll because we're, you know, nearly half an hour in and we're really good, you know, with time and all that. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, we've covered a little bit of the fun sort of ones, and like I said, we're going to do a bit of just rating some of the monsters that we've got in front of us, because, you know, that seems like fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. Okay, we'll be back in just a minute. Okay, everyone, welcome to this week's mid-roll. So I'm going to start off by talking about one of our amazing sponsors, which is World Anvil. For any of you who haven't heard about World Anvil already on one of our episodes, where have you been? They are amazing. It's worldanvil.com. We can't possibly talk about how great they are enough. It would take a whole whole episode. But they are an amazingly robust tool to flesh out your campaign or your story if you're writing a book. They have two different versions on their website that you can choose from in terms of layout and options. One is for campaign building and one is for authors who want to essentially create a really, really in-depth and very 
robust Wikipedia of their particular world they're creating. There's maps, there's ways to connect different characters and how they feel about each other. There's ways to link people to different places on the maps. And there's so many other amazing features. We, it's just fantastic. We can't talk about it enough. Definitely recommend you check it out. You can sign up for free to be a guild member. And then if you like the product and if you want some of the other abilities that come with a paid subscription, you can choose to sign up at that point. But we definitely recommend you check it out. It's worldanvil.com. Uh, we also really love the people uh, over at dieharddice.com. I did that one a bit wrong, so dieharddice.com. Mm -hmm. Okay, there we go. A day of dice, as we guess you might have guessed, produce dice. Uh, and again, if you've not heard us talk about them, this is probably your first episode here. So we're going to talk about them again. They have wonderful dice, both metal and polymer dice. They created their own mold for their metal dice they've been using for years now. Mm -hmm. It's so gorgeous. They've just started using them for their polymer dice as well, but they've got different lines for those as well. They keep coming up with new products. Like quite recently, they have their multi-class metal d20s which you can split in cool. half and they magnet magnetically click together so you can have two different halves of the same dice they're super awesome they've got so many different sets that you can use they've got great accessories like their squad of rolling and like their pop-up dice trays which are just really great for compact storage and for DD on the go which we're getting ever so closer to i can feel it they also have great uh, little meeple characters if you play any of those sort of games that come with them like Catan and like stone age or anything like that you can get some really nice Hogwarts meeples from there. Uh, they have free shipping in the states and discounted uh, shipping internationally, which is net, which is really good. I love it because you means I don't spend as much on the dice because I really like the dice. Anyway, uh, but they also <laughs> have a code Nerdsmith Nerdsmith hyphen APR where you can use to get ten percent off your next order with them. We love them very much. We have been friends with them for like nearly four years, I think, which is ridiculous. Uh, well, I guess three years. Three years. Three years of Nerdsmith, but we've known them for longer than that, I guess. We um, we knew yeah. of them anyway, yeah. I mean, they could, right. they weren't okay. our sponsors before Nerdsmith because Nerdsmith didn't exist. No. Mm. no, okay. So, rephrase, we've been fans for like four years and we've been working with them for as long as it can be because mm -hmm. they're amazing. We love them. You all love them too. Check him out at dieharddice.com. Cool. Alright, so now that we've done that, we're going to get into ranking some cool monsters. Welcome back. We're going to be ranking big, big monsters from different movies. Mm -hmm. But yes, we're going to rate all of them because, you know, uh, we're going to do the big ones, which is there are five big ones or four big ones? Depends on how you count it. Four. Generally speaking, mm -hmm. again, this is just from my own experience. Other people might have experienced differently. But in, in my experience, there's like the big four with um, with the kaiju movies because there's Godzilla, there's Rodan, there's Mothra. I guess it's five. No, you're right. It's five. There's Godzilla, Rodan, Mothra, King Ghidorah, and Gamera. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't sure about... Rodan, like I know the other ones were, but I wasn't sure if that one was in mm -hmm. that kind of big, big kind of bit. That's all. Yes, I so, forgot about uh, Rodan when we were talking earlier. My bad. 
No, no, it's all good. All right, so Godzilla. I guess we're just going to write them out, rate them like out of five, because we can't really put them all into a list. That would be difficult for the viewers. Anyway. <laughs> so, are we rating them listeners. based on these pictures you found, or well, do we just want to rate them over rate which them. one we like the best? We can rate them however we like. <laughs> okay, That's fair the enough. Great thing about this. True. Yeah. It's um, our show. Yeah. We can do whatever we want. Yeah, we can. Yeah, the only problem with this image is they don't have the actual, the original one. So I know. So we'll do those ones first. Okay. They do have a couple of versions of Godzilla, but you know, like, so obviously the original Godzilla, big dinosaur sea monster, it's kind of got to be five stars for me. Uh, for me, I'm, also. I'm biased. I mean, I think I'm biased, but I yeah. I mean, I'm sure we're both biased. Let's be honest. But I, I would agree. For me, I feel like Godzilla's a five, not only because of just how amazing a movie it was overall, mm-hmm. but also like just all the extra commentary, mm. the the aspect of it that it's it, like it's there. But even if you don't want to deal with the political aspect of it, it doesn't detract from the enjoyment of the movie. And I think still enjoy, yeah, exactly. I think balancing those two things is very tricky. So, because of that, also, I feel like it boosts him up to a five, even if he wouldn't have been, at least for me. I agree. Uh, King of the Monsters version, definitely not that. No, I mean, he was still good. I still like Godzilla, yeah, but the movie, like, the The the, movie wasn't as good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the movie, the plot loses a bit without the, the sort of stakes, I guess. So, yeah. Godzilla itself, five. So then we've got Radon. Radon. Rodan. Who's kind of, Rodan? Oh, dear. I'm just bad with these names, apparently. <laughs> um, so, kind of like a big pterodactyl, I guess. Yeah, he I was basically a big pterodactyl. He was in some of the other movies mm-hmm. with some of the other big kaiju, the, the big five. Um, yeah. Uh, I think he's cool, like as big as big dinosaurs go. Yeah. But he's not. He's not as cool. I think maybe I'm being a bit harsh, but I think I'm just going to give him a three, honestly. Yeah, I mean, he's not my favorite. Do I think he's kind of cool? Yeah. He was also a little bit of a radiation commentary. Um, mm. He's supposed to be a colossal prehistoric irradiated species of Terran Pteranodon. So basically, so, like a mutated pterodactyl that somehow gosh. survived. Uh, question mark. Yeah, I mean, um, I think it's a cool yeah. idea. Mm, I just kind of prefer Godzilla out of the two. That's all. Same. I I yeah. would also probably give him like a three. Maybe a three and a half. Yeah, maybe. Right, and then we have uh, Mothra. I love uh, Mothra. I've got to be honest. The design looks really cool. I'm I'm like, so falling into the stereotype of like women loved Mothra, but I love Mothra. No, I can I can definitely see it. They they have a really good commanding presence, and you know the fact that they're not evil that's nice too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the yeah, fact that she I, isn't I, evil I, is nice. I the only thing that's kind of thrown me is I'm not the biggest fan of moths in general. So I think I'd go four, but I think you might go five. I I personally would go five with Mothra. Yeah. 
Mm, that's fair. That is fair. They are very cool. And then we've got uh, King uh, Ghidorah. I think I said that right that time. Ghidorah. Uh, Ghidorah. Ghidorah. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a three-headed dragon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I think it's four, four and a half, if not five. Yeah, you know, I haven't seen as many of his movies. Um, But yeah, I would agree. Probably like a four. Yeah, like the design alone is super cool. Yes. Like we we are both D&D players. Yeah, so for us a multi-headed dragon, of course, instantly we're like, damn it. Um, Except he wasn't, he's not always evil. It depends on his movie. He's, and he's had different origin stories too, like, some of these creatures have fairly standard origin or stories like that Godzilla. don't change much. Like, like Godzilla... irradiated yeah. in some way. Mm-hmm. But the focus of how is sometimes different, but, you know. Yeah. Um, and, like, I'm trying to remember with Mothra. I think hers has been... Fairly, fairly consistent. consistent, if I'm remembering yeah. correctly. Yeah. I don't have so like a super amount of knowledge with Martha. I've got to be honest. Again, just not a super fan of Martha. So, <laughs> well, I mean, that's fair. Well, uh, mm-hmm. Um, I one thing that is fun about Mothra also is that she has a song. Mm-hmm. She has a song. She has a song. I don't know the melody. I'd have I'd have to look it up. But uh, it translates. So in English, it translates to Mothra, O Mothra, with the power of your ancestor, grant the prayer of your lowly servants, arise and show your power. That's pretty. That's pretty cool. And. Um, Basically, the two fairies, the two little, like, miniature women who accompany her and speak for her, are singing this and summoning Mothra. Okay, that's cool. Okay. Fair enough. So, and then we have uh, Gamera, which is giant sea turtle. Mm-hmm. Which I like. I kind of like them. I think they look cool. So I like Gamera. I think he's, I think it's a cool idea. And one thing too, um, there are, so his original version, he's the bad guy, which is the case for most of these movies, except for like Mothra. In most of these movies, um, the monster is the bad guy. And then um, later films, because Gamera has actually appeared in like 12 films on his own. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's pretty popular also. But he also has comic books and manga and everything like that. And um, later in in later stories and in some versions of the stories, one of his, like, nicknames is the friend of all children and the guardian of the universe. So there there are oh, movies wow. where Gamera is actually the good guy. Mm. Um, and I think he did a pretty good, like, it was, it was okay. He did decent as a good as the good guy. I had no issue with it. Um. Fair enough. That's cool. I didn't know he had quite that many movies. Mm-hmm. I would rate him. I'm gonna like go three and a half. Yeah, like, I would. I would give him like a three and a half. Yeah, like just some cool design. 
Well, there's um, there's a uh, he was inspired, at least somewhat. Most people think he was at least partly inspired by um, the black tortoise, which is one of the four symbols of the Chinese constellations. Oh, really? That's cool. Didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, in Asian mythology. Okay, so now, yeah, now we've got like these lists. Uh, we've got a few on this list. A couple have already we've gone through. So, the first one we have is Karloff, which I've not heard of. But it kind of looks like a tree dude. I had to look it up. Like, so the okay. we're looking at an image yeah. that shows a bunch of kaiju as com- kind of like sizes. Yeah, as compared to the Statue of Liberty. And how their size compares to the Statue of Liberty, which is three hundred and five feet tall. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, which so is Karloff is like one hundred and seventy six, so shorter one. But... Yeah, and for anyone who isn't in the United States using our strange, strange measuring system, uh, three hundred and five feet is roughly a hundred meters. Oh wow! Okay, so... it's pretty tall. Uh, yeah. It, it's not it's not uh, perfect translation but it's around that size so um yeah so but some of these monsters mm-hmm. are quite large very large but yeah uh with these ones we're basically going to say like the names out so you can look at them kind of look at them as you like mm-hmm. and we're basically just gonna quickly rate these ones on appearance because uh, these ones are more like they like, probably have one-off films or appears in less than the big ones. Yeah, so I, I had to look it up. So I don't know about the others. I didn't look up every single one. But um, Karloff is actually a one of the kaiju from Pacific Rim. Oh, right. So I think some of these that you and I don't recognize are mm. probably from some of those movies. Which that would make sense. You and I didn't really see a lot of. I don't think. I, I think I watched Pacific Rim, but I can't remember much of it. I've got to be honest. Yeah, like there's <laughs> but, a couple okay, of them well, I think that have, that came from different movies. Like obviously there there's a couple different versions of the Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Of Godzilla uh, from different movies that he was in, and then like there's something called the Kraken, which was apparently in a 2010 movie. Interesting. But I think that's why there's such a weird combination and like some of them we don't recognize. Is they're from some of those like Pacific Rim type movies. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Um, but that doesn't stop us at least no. on, on how they look. Karloff is a giant tree creature. Yeah. I think he's a little boring, I've got to be honest. I'd maybe give that a two. <laughs> yeah, I have to agree. Plus, yeah. he's made out of wood. Or at least partly made out of wood, so instantly more susceptible to fire, at least in theory, which makes him less of a threat. Yeah, and then next one we've got is Onibaba. Uh, yes. It's a bit taller at 185 feet. Not too much taller, though. Uh, and it's kind of like a, like, like a, a mutated crab. Yeah, it kind of looks like a crab, but yeah. with like a... F- frill around the front of it that reminds me of like those frilled lizard uh not frilled lizards frilled dinosaurs oh yeah that shoot the poison 
I think I think they I think they deserve a three. They've got a nice color scheme going on, like the like yes. the fur and the sort of the, it, the it toxic green kind of look. Definitely looks more threatening than Tree Dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I've got to be honest. The next one, I don't like the name Hardship. Mm, I think but, that's an. I'd have to look, but I think that's another one from Pacific Rim. That kind of like feels like the name kind of would be it. And he's 197 feet, uh, and he's basically got like a big sort of like. Like, I don't, like a sword on his head, I guess. Yeah, it. It's like, it kind of it, it's like someone crossed a T Rex, with a. Uh, oh, what's the name of that thing? Uh, <laughs> this is gonna bug me now. Um, it's like someone crossed a T Rex with um. Uh, a a uh, Hercules beetle. Oh yeah, I can kind of see that. Yeah. Um, I mean, doesn't look bad, but doesn't look super intimidating either. No. Uh, two, two again, I think. No. Uh, and then yeah, two, two to got... three, somewhere in there for me. Okay, fair enough. And then we've got Godzilla from nineteen ninety eight. Uh, mm-hmm. the reason I picked this one because we talked about it earlier is because in the original Godzilla, he was intentionally kind of kept out of like frame a lot because it was more horror driven mm-hmm. so getting a bit of gauge on them was a bit more difficult uh godzilla i mean we've already read godzilla even if it's from a sequel he's still probably a five to me and he looks cool he's got the, the spikes on his back and all that yeah stuff. i you know there haven't really been any redesigns on godzilla that i didn't look at and go like yeah that looks like a cool looking godzilla the original is yeah, a classic so. but none of the godzilla iterations have been a no for me the That's movies, true. maybe, but the actual imagery of the Godzilla, not so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, so next one we've got is uh, Otach, Otachi, which is uh, 220 feet, and um, oh, it looks like it's got like a four-legged sort of dragon lizard kind of thing. Yeah, I was going to say, and it, it kind of reminds me of like a dragon, but with no wings. A little bit, and the head is kind of like a Triceratops. Just a bit. It's got like axe blades coming out of his nose, kind of thing. Yeah. Instead of the yeah, horns. He's definitely more intimidating than some of the ones we've all just seen. So I'm, I'd give him like a three and a half, I think. Yeah, I could give him like a three and a half. I could see that. Yeah. Uh, next one we've got is Clover. Already the name's kind of lost me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the name doesn't do anything for it. In terms of overall appearance i give it points mm. for how incredibly alien it looks yeah like ev- look. everything else so far we've been able to kind of compare it to something human-esque mm-hmm. or not human-esque but like mm. earthly-esque and clover's mm. the first one where i'm like that looks like something from another planet it does actually uh and it's kind of yeah it's, it's intimidating like the mouth like looks like it's gonna sort of split open the whole the whole face mm-hmm. yeah I, I could give that a three like a three three and a half yeah yeah I, i'd agree with you yeah um then we've got leatherback mm-hmm. uh, again very it's kind of like wood looking a little bit i mean it's or maybe more stone Maybe more stone. Uh, yeah, maybe more stone, but it's clearly designed to be somewhat gorilla looking. Yeah, it's like a rip off Kong, and that kind of makes him lose points. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like if you crossed Godzilla and King Kong. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I could kind of see that. Like he's he's um, the way he's moving in the picture, like the way he's designed to be built and standing yeah. is very gorilla like. He's on his back yeah, feet he's... and then on his front knuckles. Yeah, like and he's it's very it's very monkey. Yeah, his like. his overall body shape is very gorilla esque, and then he's got like two giant spikes coming out of his shoulders and a little mm. like a more reptilian skin. He doesn't look like a mammal. No, uh, but yeah, he kind of loses points for just being a little bit too close to King Kong for me. So like two and a half. Like it's not that bad, but I kind of just prefer. Kong. Yeah, I think for me, I'll give it like a three. I like the I kind of like the aesthetic of it's like kind of like a gorilla, but it's not a gorilla. Mm-hmm. I can see that. So next one we've got is Mutavorg, and the name was already intimidating enough. To be fair, <laughs> yeah, this is another one that like looks exceptionally alien compared to some of the others. Yeah, like I could almost sort of like see. Xenomorph, xenomorph inspiration in that mm-hmm. a little bit like it's kind of like hunched forward with a very long neck going out and even has like multiple arms and that kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah i think that's pretty intimidating like three and a half yeah i um, i give it like a four that yeah, would scare me <laughs> yeah that, yeah that was intimidating um i like and the next got... one <laughs> i like the, the look of it i don't like the name trespasser yeah, the name is a bit uninspired, but he does look cool. The colour design is like a really nice sick green. Mm-hmm. And he's almost kind of smiling in a weird sort of way with his sort of grimace. Yeah, it reminds me like, of a um, a snapping turtle. Mm, yeah, I could see that. He, he's got a little... He's kind of got... A, a little bit. Not fully, obviously, but... Yeah, and his back kind of looks like it might, like it's a two turtle shell ish. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's actually a shell. I think it's more like a big. Yeah, and his face has like an axe blade on it. It kind of reminds me of like Alice in Wonderland when she's mm. running around and she finds the axe that has like an eye on either side. Oh, I could see that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The bird that has an axe beak. It looks like that. Yeah, that's really intimidating. I give that a four. Yeah, I agree. That's a four. All right, so not too many left. So the next one we have, oh, wow, it's just called Knifehead. Yeah. <laughs> it, and it, yeah, and he's it's, got a knife on his head. Yeah, it's what you would expect. He looks like he has a big knife for a nose coming out of his face. Yeah. Um, <sighs> not all that scared of God, I mean, honest. He's like, he's really big, but like, you're not all that intimidating. Not as impressive looking like, as the others, like a two. Maybe two and a half at a push. Yeah. Maybe. Right. Like, in person, obviously, any of these would be terrifying oh, yeah. if they really existed. Yeah. But, you know, compared to some of the other images, he's like a two. Yeah. Uh, Raiju. Um, Raiju. The name is a bit on the nose for me, but, you know, he has a really cool design, I've got to say. Like, mm-hmm. he's kind of got the mouth inside the mouth, and he's got a lot of spikes going along him. Like, he's very armoured. Yeah. Almost kind of reptile-like. Mm-hmm. Like, like... Almost like a walking croc. I kind of get that vibe. Yeah. I would agree. It looks very intimidating. I, it, I could give him... I a four. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I'd give him like a four. Mm-hmm. Then we've got... Scunner. Scunner, I think. Uh, yeah, that's a weird name. Scunner. He does look quite cool. Um, mm-hmm. Like, he's got like... 
almost like like sort of shaped or horns going forward and yeah. a couple more going like forward from the top of his head he's more like a hammer sort of shape he's kind of cool looking it he remind he, he looks like a cross between like a um he looks like a cross between godzilla and a mm. hammerhead shark yeah i could kind of see that but like with an extra set of arms because like his his vestigial arms that are right there in the middle are definitely webbed Oh yeah, yeah, you could say it that. It yeah. doesn't look like his big ones are, but those little ones are, and he his tail looks like a shark tail, kind yeah, of. He definitely looks aquatic. And then he's got like the hammerhead cool. face shape. It's just like curved towards the front. I think he's kind of cool looking. Yeah, like three and a half. Maybe. Yeah, something like that. He's not as cool as Raichu. No. Yeah. Okay, so then we've got uh, Bando Aqua Monster. <laughs> I mean, okay, I guess this one doesn't have a name. It's accurate. Yeah, um, it's got six hundred and fifty feet, but this one's in length, mm-hmm. so it's a bit more snake-like. Well, he looks very um, like sea dragony. Yeah, it's it, a bit like a sea dragon. It looks like a sea serpent or a sea dragon, not sea serpent, like a sea monster or sea dragon, like what you would expect to see, like very dinosaur esque. Mm. Yeah, I can see that. But like with um, arms instead of flippers. Yeah. I mean, he's cool, but I think again it's just about like a three. Like Yeah, no, I'd agree. I think he's cool looking, but not not as cool as some of the other not, ones, so I would give it like a three. He's not he's not he's not got a lot going on, I don't think, mm-hmm. personally. And then we've got another Godzilla, but we've already done Godzilla, so we'll just skip him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh then we've got Slattern? Slattern? Okay, well, I've got to say his design's cool. I can't... Even if I don't like the name. I mean, yeah, the name sucks, but he's a cool-looking dragon thing. It's got, like, four legs. Mm -hmm. I want to get four legs, yeah. Three tails. Really scary face, actually. I think that's got, like, three different sets of eyes on it as well. Uh, Looks like it. Something like that. Yeah, it's creepy-looking. They did a good job on that one. Would not want to face it. Four and a half, maybe even a five, maybe. Yeah, no, I'd agree. And then we've got the Kraken, which we just saw, uh, you know, a bit bit of it in that thing. Mm -hmm. He's very Krakeny, like he's got a lot of legs and he's got a lot of tails. Yeah, it definitely like most of the time. If you think of a Kraken, you think of like the giant squid. Yeah, it definitely doesn't look like exactly like a giant squid. It's more like, um. Like a crab. Yeah, but I could, I could kind of see it like being mutated from that, like with a mix. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. It's it's like a combination of um, a crab and an octopus because he's got like he's got crab legs, but then he's also got a bunch of tentacles, and then his he's got like a torso, like a a, yes. a human humanoid shaped torso and two arms. Mm. On top of everything else. Mm-hmm. Definitely intimidating because he can do a lot of damage. Oh, yeah, definitely. So I think I'd give that one a four as well. Like, I think I might actually just... give that one a five. Yeah? Like, I, I don't it's... Know. I just think... Uh, you carry on, you carry on. Uh, I, maybe. Like, somewhere between a four and a five. Maybe, like, yeah, a four and a half. Because it's, it's a really cool-looking design. 
I just think the face could they could have done more with the face personally. Potentially. Like, like, like just the rest of it is really cool, but that's basic. But I suppose maybe if that's like its mouth, like in a sort of lockjaw kind of way, I could go four and a half. Four and a half. Yeah. It's definitely cool. Mm-hmm. Regardless. So, um, the image we, that we've just sort of gone through was made by uh, Jarg's lab uh, Koshima. Koshmina. Sorry, Koshmina. Uh, and, yeah. Uh, so, you can find it on Google, like we did. So, uh, we um, it's just called a kaiju size chart, if you want to have a look at all of them at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it pops uh, up if you search kaiju pretty readily. Fair enough. Well, uh, I mean, really I, so, I was looking. So, that Kraken... So I was trying to figure out where is that from. So yeah. it's from the uh, the 2010 release of Clash of the Titans. Oh, okay, that's cool. Which is probably why we didn't recognize it. I don't know about you. I didn't that, see that. That makes sense. Oh, fair enough. I've seen the original. Uh, I I didn't know that I wanted yeah, so to it's... see the remake. No, I saw the original. I don't believe I saw the, saw the remake anyway. But yeah, um, I think that's a fair point to wrap up on this kaiju adventure. Mm-hmm. There are plenty of kaijus to fill all of your needs, whether that's just watching monsters fight or if you want to watch some of the older ones with more like deep story and deep, like keep, keep you up at night kind of things, especially for that time. Yeah. All right. Uh, but with that, I think we're going to wrap this up now. Yes. And we will see you again at the end of April, uh, where we will do another thing. Might be Star Wars, or that might be the one after, because we have to do something for May, because it's like the law for geeks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, we'll be doing something. Mm-hmm. We don't know what yet. Either way, we'll figure it out. We hope you're all doing well, and we hope you're being safe and getting through 2021 as well as you can do. Yes. I think that's a good one. Thank you for listening. If you do have any questions or any topics you want us to cover, please let us know. You can find us in the Nerdsmith Discord. Mm-hmm. You could find us on Twitter at geek underscore thyself. We also have our personal Twitters, which you can find as well, which um, Heather's is amethyst underscore magic. Yes. Okay. Yes, magic with mine a CK. Rusty. Yeah, magic with a CK, sorry. <laughs> uh, and then mine is rusty underscore SA2. If you want to follow us, feel free. Otherwise, we will see you again very soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Geek Thyself. Don't forget to check out all the other amazing content on the Nerdsmith Network. If you have any questions for either of us, you can get in contact with us on Twitter at geek underscore thyself. You can also email us at geekthyself at nerdsmith.org. And please don't forget to go to iTunes and leave us a review or also go anywhere you listen to your podcasts. We'll be back next week with another informative and fun episode. And until then, don't forget to geek thyself. Bye.